my audio. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is me, your host for another great episode of Political Theater. It is me, Charles Nash, here again on the Dark Night mic. And I have saliva here with ladies and gentlemen, which is probably going to be, as you're going to continue to hear, probably my intro music going forward. Now... I have lots of news to talk about. I have um, going in probably in the next two to three weeks will be the next uh, segment drop for part three of my four-part series of Salvaging America. Uh, We have heard from the church for my first segment, some of the, the, the different churches and denominations here locally with issues that are going on county, state, nationwide. I had a a school teacher on here uh, last week, Julie Kenny, teacher of 26 years. She has been around for quite some time uh, talking about the challenges going on right now within the school systems, not just here in Marion, but in Ohio, and again, some of the issues facing the country at a national level. Now, the next two to three weeks, I will be bringing, like I said, part three in. Um, I'm going to focus, or at least attempt to focus, on the national security side. So I'm, I'm reaching out to members of the law enforcement department and trying to get a grip on what they're facing when it comes to crime at all levels. Uh, like I said, each, each segment, I'm going to be going into something a little bit different. And then my last segment is going to be the challenging one for part four, where I'm going to try to sit down. I have not secured this yet. So if you're, you know listening or you're someone new to the show that's listening i don't want everyone going oh he's he's got it no that's not what i said i'm trying to get congressman jim jordan here in ohio on the show or i can go to his office however they want to set it up so if anyone knows jim jordan or if jim jordan listens to this podcast i'm trying to get a hold of you i have been in touch with your people I would love to sit down and talk about some of the issues, not only facing Ohio, 
but some of the key issues facing the nation, especially since, like I've been talking about for over a year now, we're getting ready to go in just in a couple months to the, the November elections. And remember last week, speaking of the November elections, I had told everyone to send me pictures. I don't care where you were at, what state you were in. Don't care what your job is. I wanted individuals all across the United States to send me photos of gas prices in your county and in your state. Now, I know if you're just tuning in, you're probably thinking, well, why, why would he, what would he want that for? Well, I had talked about this the week before about the Democratic run agenda right now and what you're not hearing on the news. But and I'm really surprised the drive-by media hasn't picked up on this. So we know that the red wave is coming. It's, it's going to happen. I can, I'll, I'll make a bet right now, like I've said. If it doesn't happen, I'll stop the show. It, it's going to happen. I've seen the poll numbers, and I have been speaking to people, not just here in Ohio, not just here in Marion County, all over. When I was up in UP, Michigan, just three weeks ago, and that is a run Democrat state by Governor Whitmore. And you should see the people that I had, had talked with and sat down with off the street. People are fed up. They are fed up with what's going on. People were really pissed off still about the high gas prices. That was the big key factor that I heard from probably 90% of the people that I talked to was gas prices, inflation, the price to go to a grocery store, you're walking out with maybe three or four bags and you've got $150 in nothing. So everyone is getting really sick of these things. But getting back to what I was talking about with the, the gas prices, I had asked everyone to send me those photos of your state and county where you live because I had talked about the Democratic-run agenda about them lowering gas prices in certain key areas, swing states, or states that they're in a tight race in, that they could potentially lose a seat. And it's happening all over. Now, some states, like I said here a week and a half ago, I had a friend of mine that was out there in Mississippi. Gas prices were coming down there, but you go to the next state over, gas prices were still over $6. You go out to New York, gas prices are still exponential and high. California, still high. You go out to places like Texas, it teeters. They're still over $4 out there. Now here in Ohio... We just seen it hit 398 here not even 24 hours ago. But again, I told everyone this is a strategic move that the Democratic Party and Joe Biden's administration is doing. Look at the article that I talked about here a week ago, how they were saying that Joe Biden and his, and his administration were needing praise 
because they're bringing down gas prices. They're not bringing down gas prices. It's all to push the green new garbage deal, the lie in climate change. And I have talked about this exponentially over the last year. So I've got some news articles here that I have really just been sitting on and I and I've been wanting to really talk about this. And it goes right back to what we were talking about with the gas prices, the fluctuation between state to state. But I've got one here I, I have to share with everybody because I it's actually two articles. One was from The Hill, the other one is from Fox News. Uh, this came out here the 22nd, so I've had this for a couple days, but I found it hilarious because, again, you have Secretary of, of Transportation again. You've got good old Pete Buttigieg out there putting his foot again, especially if, after getting off the blaze with that crippling um, segment. He's out there again. This time, he was talking with Fox Business about how the electric vehicle is again going to save consumers with their fight with gas prices. Well, again, he has no answer to how someone is supposed to afford an electric vehicle. Like I've said before, you look at the prices on electric vehicles, they start at the low end. This is the low end. $68,000 all the way up to $160,000. No way, and no, no average American, not even the middle class, is going to waste money into that. Well, then he got a really big, serious question that was poised to him here the other day. And I've got the, I've got the um, article here. It says, Experts slam Pete Buttigieg comments on EVs. A con job. And that's exactly what it is. So I'm going to read this here. It says, The Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg, in recent comments about EV vehicles, that they are cheaper than traditional alternative, uh, were misleading, experts were told, and told Fox News Business. It says, Buttigieg suggested that electric vehicles can be cheaper than and comparable to normal cars with internal combustion engines and more cost-effective to fill up in response to a question that Representative Scott Perry, Republican, during a House hearing on Wednesday. This is during the questioning, Perry noted that the high average cost of EVs and asked what the Biden administration's plan was to lower such costs for the American consumers. Remember, he was asked this just a prior week ago on The Blaze, and I played that audio clip. It was the same garbage that he has been preaching for over a year now. Well, we know they got to be cheaper, but I, I don't know how I'm going to get you in them. But that's your answer. That's your answer, America, for cheaper fuel. And that was Pete Buttigieg's answer for that. He doesn't know how you can afford to get into one, but it'll save you at the pump, <clears throat> which is a lie in itself. Then when he was pressed about the resale value 
on an electric vehicle. Because see, this is what I keep trying to explain to everybody. This was not the first con job on electric vehicles that has been pushed in a historical context. If you go back here 10, 15 years ago, over in Europe, the electric vehicle was supposed to be this big, eco-friendly, energy-saving vehicle as well. And what happened? It died out like the dinosaurs. You have fields over there of electric cars that are worth nothing. One, because they devalue faster than a normal car because of the upkeep and the cost that it takes to keep the car running. That's just like Pete Buttigieg was asked about the electric batteries in the cars. Because here's another little dirty secret that the Green New Deal activists don't discuss, nor does Biden. Would you like to know where all of the electric vehicle batteries come from? Now, I have a guest here with me today. Charlie, you can, you can speak up because the mic can. Do, do you know this answer? Do you, do you know where the electric car batteries come from? China. Exactly. He said China, <clears throat> and he is correct on that. All of them come from China. They are manufactured and shipped over here. Now, <clears throat> what happens... When we cut business ties because of the issues that's getting ready to flare up with Taiwan, it's, and it's already surfacing, we're already short on chips for all of our vehicles, computer systems, you name it, because it's all made in Taiwan or China. So what are we going to do when we get into a conflict and China cuts the batteries off on these electric vehicles? Well, you know and I both know the answer to that. So you have that issue, but then there's the issue with the cost, and I have talked about this in great deal. On the low end, an electric car battery is 10 grand after six years. That's the low end, and that's not even the fee to dispose of it, nor to have the mechanic install a new one. You gotta remember, see, this is where I've got hate email from this. Because people have called me a liar. Do you know the size of the battery for the car that's in these electric vehicles? They are not a normal size car battery. Charlie, what would you say in a, a, a normal battery would be for a regular car? Weight-wise. Weight-wise. 15 pounds. 15? 20? Okay. All right. Would you like to know what the average size for an electric battery is for an electric vehicle? 400 pounds on up. So you wonder, and again, most of these are not even under the hood. It's kind of like if you look at GM's Camaro. A lot of them are in the trunk system of the cars because they're so massively big. Exactly. Yep, over the axle because, because of the weight. The president is I, I, yeah, yeah. So, and, 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 and Charlie's right. You got President Biden who's also meeting with China. <clears throat> yeah, to lower the tariffs. That's what China wants to have done. And if we don't, they're going to hold our batteries. 
yeah, that's what's going to happen. They're going to hold batteries. They're going to hold a lot of other things that's apparently that we're having shortages on. But I, getting back to this article, you have Pete Buttigieg. This is, this is his answer. He said, I know this might come up. So I pulled a few of these list prices. Buttigieg told Perry. He says, a Chevy Bolt, an American-made 2022 EV, is $26,000. That is a lie. It is not $26,000. Do you know how I know this? Because you can go on to GM, and you can go in, and you can have a car built. Because that's just like, good example. You go to a car dealership now, you ain't going to find a vehicle. Unless it's a used vehicle. The new ones, they have to order them in. You listen to all the radios. I don't care what state you're in. You're hearing this new advertisement right now being played. We'll come into our dealerships. You can, you can pick the color. You can pick the, the style of your car. We'll order it. You'll have it in a couple months. We'll pay you high top dollar for your old vehicle. You get to keep your old vehicle until we get your new vehicle in from being built. That's what you're hearing on the radio through dealerships right now. So I pulled up the um, Chevy Bolt. Would you like to know what the cheapest model for an electric vehicle is? Again, $66,000. $66,000. Do you know before they, the Chevy Volt, this was here two years ago, I do believe. I had a friend that worked out for CSX Railways here in Ohio. Do you know what she paid for her low-end, this is not a medium or high, low-end electric volt? $56,000. And that was a hybrid model. So that price that Pete Buttigieg gave of $26,000, that's a lie. So he continues here. He says, if you want a pickup truck, like the Chevy Silverado electric vehicle or a Ford F-150 Lightning. The starting price on those are $39,900 to $39,974 respectively. That is not true again. Do you know how I know that? Because my friend who just bought a brand new Tacoma paid $46,000, and that's not an electric vehicle model. That is your standard gas guzzler. Because, see, here's the other issue, too, that I'm going to call BS on when Pete Buttigieg says, well, you, they've got to come down in price, and these are the prices. No, they're not the prices. Then you have to add on for the dealership Another ten to fifteen thousand dollars, because that's what the dealerships are getting on commission. They're tacking that price on to a new vehicle that you order. How do I know that? Well, my brother-in-law—I won't name names on here. Everyone knows I don't do that. My brother-in-law—he's in another state. He works for a big car dealership. That's what they're tacking on out there because they have to be able to keep afloat to make a profit. I know 
many friends that I work with who are also in the car dealership industry. All of them are making anywhere from ten dollars to $15,000 or more tack on value on a new vehicle that you order. So the price is actually even higher. Because right now, this is the other thing that Pete Buttigieg and the energy department is not telling the American consumer. The car dealership companies and the manufacturers for, for cars are really in bad shape right now. Now, if you're trying to get a used vehicle, you're in good shape. But if you're trying to get a brand new vehicle, well, they don't have the parts. They don't have the chips. Steel has skyrocketed. So the price is going up even more. You know, I had to laugh on here because he gave an example of a um, Ford F-150 Lightning. Do you know what the Ford F-150 Lightning, like most Fords right now, it's a, it's a truck. What are they made out of? It's not normal steel anymore. It's the lightweight aluminum bodies. So I can guarantee you that the price tag of 39000 that's being spit out here, that is a big, bold-faced lie. Because if steel is up, you know damn well that aluminum is up as well and every other metal. And if you look at any other metal right now that if you're someone who turns in at a scrapper, if you can find copper or aluminum, you hit the gold mine because it is up big time right now. So if it's up for a scrapper, can you imagine what it is for the price tag on a new truck? So I know that that's a lie for the Ford F-150. Now, continuing on, Pete Buttigieg said, but what we're seeing in terms of uh, demographics now is we're close to the point and that we may actually be there on certain models, on certain circumstances. He said that gas prices will go down uh, when manufacturing and is more efficient in the cost of electricity for electric vehicles. See, that's the other thing that I talked about. I've talked about this now for two weeks. I got to mention this again. If you look at all of the grid systems across the, the nation right now, what are they warning everybody about? If you have an electric vehicle, please don't plug them in right now to charge them. You may inadvertently cause a blackout for your area or state because due to the summer heat, the volume of ACs being on, we do not have the capacity to have everyone plugging into the grid. That was just three weeks ago that that came out. That was on four major news networks. So if you can't charge an electric vehicle because we don't have the grid power to do it, and I've talked about that and what it would take to do that, you look at the cost here, and of course, he's, he's given everybody here 
on this house panel a bold-faced lie. Nobody can enforce. How are you? How are you supposed to save on money at the pump? And the answer is you're not. And even if you could afford an electric vehicle, the maintenance, the cost for replacement, it does not outweigh what you're spending right now at the gas pump. You may be breaking even or actually even spending more on your electric vehicle. So is this a savior? Absolutely not. Now I have, uh, I have Pete Buttigieg here and uh, Mr. Perry going at it here. I'm going to play this audio for everyone to hear because I want everyone to hear this retrospectively so that you can hear exactly what I'm talking about. Here's the clip. Should buy an electric vehicle and absolve themselves of that 80% increase per gallon. Just looking at Kelly Blue Book, the price of a EV is about $55,000. Now, that doesn't include, so there, it's actually more than that because there's $7,500 uh, per car uh, subsidy paid for by about $48 billion in taxes on the same people. Um, on that car. So it's closer to about $60,000. There's about $20,000 more than a, a gas driven uh, passenger car. About well, uh, I want to be clear. Nobody I know, certainly not me, thinks that all or even most Americans can easily afford electric vehicles. That said, I'm, I'm, I'm struck by this $55,000 number that, that, that keeps going around. Um, I pulled, I, I knew this might come up, so I just pulled a few of the latest prices. Uh, a Chevy Bolt, so an American-made 2022 uh, EV is $26,595. Uh, if you want a pickup truck, uh, like a Chevy Silverado EV or Ford uh, F-150 Lightning, uh, the starting prices of those are $39,900 and $39,974, respectively. Is, also pre, is that pre-subsidy or post-subsidy? Uh, you know, I think it depends on which uh, on include, automaker, because some of them have gone through the cap for the 7,500. And some does that include state, state subsidies as well? I don't think so. No. Okay. So, uh, and, and look, that that's uh, you know the new car. So the first time I got a plug-in car, for example, Chaston and I got one. It was uh, fourteen thousand uh, dollars. Had about fifteen thousand miles on it. It was a C-Max. Uh, so it was a combo uh, plug-in hybrid. But the, what we're seeing in terms of the dynamics now is we're close to the point and may actually be there on certain models and under certain circumstances where the extent to which your car payment would go up is actually already outweighed by the extent to which your gas bill would go down, even factoring in the cost of electricity. Again, that depends on uh, what electricity... So you're saying the market's bringing it down. It, it, look, I got my numbers from Kelly Blue Book. So... Um, Are those this year's numbers? What's that? Would those be actually, this year's actually last year? So, um, so, so, so there is the the audio between <clears throat> Republican Senator Perry and Pete Buttigieg, the Secretary of Transportation. The other thing there that was mentioned, and I have said this before, and this is not true because I want everyone to go look at your electric bill right now. You just heard Pete Buttigieg say, well, depending on your utility company is what it's going to save you. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell everyone right now, I'll give out my information here. I'm everyone knows I'm not embarrassed to do this. 
So my electric bill for just this month of July, and that's not running the AC nonstop. Would everyone like to know what my electric bill was? It was almost $200. Now I know some people are going, well, it's just, that's $200. Yeah, well, that's $200 compared to what I would actually be paying in the winter time, which it usually drops down to about $65. Now, add on you charging an electric vehicle. I talked about this here last month. They actually calculated. You had dealerships and electric companies actually calculating what it was going to cost you in your home to charge an electric vehicle. So when he says the cost, you're going to save the cost on an electric vehicle to charge it at home compared to going to the pumps on regular fuel. It's not true. Your electric bill is going to skyrocket. And we're going to get back into that. I, I'm at 29 minutes here into the first segment of the show. I have to take a commercial timeout. So stay tuned. We will, we will talk about this some more when I return. Need an outside cleaning? Better call Pro Select. House siding, brick, or exterior dirtied or mildewed? Better call Pro Select. Deck looking dingy or yellowed? Better call Pro Select. How about gutter stains or window smudges? You better call Pro Select. Pro Select Exterior Cleaning and Services. For more information or to schedule a free estimate, call 740-504-8311 or visit their website at proselectllc.com or Facebook, email them at proselect.es at gmail.com for more information. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It's me again, Charles Nash, your host from Political Theater. When you wake up in the morning, you're tired. You're trying to fumble around the bedroom, find your way down the stairs into your kitchen. And what's the one thing you want to do? You want to get woke up. Well, that's where I have a problem. In the morning, I try to find the best coffee that I possibly can. The regular things off the store shelves just don't work for me. But I found a coffee and a company that does. It's called Black Rifle Coffee. Now, Black Rifle Coffee is made and owned by veterans here in the United States. They serve a premium coffee. The coffee is imported from highly qualified coffee beans from Colombia and Brazil. They're roasted for five days at their facilities in Manchester, Tennessee and Salt Lake City, Utah. They have some of the best coffee that you can imagine. One cup And even a half a cup gets me woke up in the morning. And I've got enough energy to carry me through the rest of the day. So I'm here to tell you about Black Rifle Coffee. You can go online to blackriflecoffee.com, order from their webpage. They will ship it to your house directly. They've got several different kinds of roasts. And again, some of the best coffee you'll ever have. That's Black Rifle Coffee. And if you don't want to believe me, or take my word for it, go to their website. You can get a free trial yourself and taste 
the magic in their coffee. Again, that's Black Rifle Coffee. Try it. When it comes to Mother Nature, anything is possible. And with the unknown possibility comes severe weather. With these severe weather, what usually happens? You get down trees. Once the tree is removed, you've got these stumps just sitting everywhere. They're ungodly, and they're just sitting in your yard, folks. Rather in the backyard, the front yard, up against your house. And they're just a sight for sore eyes. You have to mow around them. You have to stare at them through your windows. Your neighbors don't like seeing it. It makes your property values go down. And over time, stumps start to decay, become sinkholes, or even become bug-infested. And who wants to have to call an exterminator for an extra cost? But folks, there is an answer to this problem. It's called Neidhart's Stump Removal and Land Clearing Operations. A family-owned and operated business, Neidhart's Stump Removal offers not only stump removal, but forestry, logging, tree cutting services, demolition, as well as excavation. And they're fully insured if something would happen while they're on the job. For more information, you can contact them at 740-751-5654 or visit their website at www.nidehartsstumpremoval.com or send your questions to Info at NineHeartStumpRemoval.com. Stress, headaches, and long hours at work. That pain in your lower back that just won't go away. Day after day, week after long week. You for once wish you could be pampered. Get some feeling of relaxation you've long deserved. Well, I'm happy to announce you can. And it's easy, affordable, and just a click or phone call away. When life has taken away my relaxation, I check into the Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness. Located at 6174 Commerce Drive, Suit E in Mount Gilead, Ohio, Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness offer a wide variety of services, including relaxation massage, therapeutic deep tissue massage, cupping, hot stones, prenatal massage, facials, facial waxing and cupping, eyebrow tinting and eyelash lifting, CBD muscle mender, and even aromatherapy. They are a five-star rated business. Operating hours are Monday through Friday. 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, check out their Facebook page or tailoredmassagetherapyandwellness.com. You can also contact them by email at tailoredmassagewellness at gmail.com or by phone, area code 567-233-3288. My friends, how many people here have a driveway or maybe have a driveway that needs repaired? Well, I have a great company here. It is KB, 
the Gravel Guy LLC. Now they are located in mid-Ohio, in the Ohio area. They are basically a gravel company. They will come in, completely redo your driveway. Maybe you have some holes that need to be filled in. Well, KB the Gravel Guy can take care of that for you. Now I have their information here. You can rather go to their Facebook page under KB the Gravel Guy, or you can give them a telephone call, area code 419-564-7231, or you can even message them through their Facebook page and app. Again, that's KB the Gravel Guy for all of your gravel needs. How many people love sweets? Well, if you're anything like me, folks, you always have that sweet tooth. But there's a solution when it comes to your sugar delight needs. Introducing Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery. With over 40 plus years in bakery experience, Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is your one-stop shop for all your bakery sweets that you're ever gonna need, folks. From delicious sugar cookies decorated to match any special party or party theme occasion, pies and amazing cupcakes from garment flavors to traditional and fabulous wedding cakes for that one in a lifetime moment. Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is hands down the professional and dependable business that you need to order from. For more information, contact Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery at 419-709-0918 or check out their Facebook page for more details and special offers. Dad, I want a cookie. Looks like I'm going to be making a late night order to Lisa Sprinkle's Cookies and Cakeries, folks. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, coming into our second part of our broadcast show. And I am going to go right back in to where we left off. I've got uh, Tennessee Ernie here uh, with 16 tons. An old song, but I find it appropriate for what, what we're talking about. So... Getting back to the the costs here for an electric vehicle, uh, we, we you heard the audio play between Secretary Perry and uh, Secretary of Transportation uh, Pete Buttigieg, and it was a fight back and forth between the the actual cost, the savings for it, and like I said, I I have been over this and over this and over this. Um, one of my our, our, my friends is over here, uh, Charlie. He's down here in the the studio with me, and 
when I was on commercial break for, for Think Local First here, uh, we were talking, and he was talking about uh, the what, what it cost. It, you say it was your son-in-law? Soon-to-be. Soon-to-be son-in-law. It, he's, he's got an electric vehicle, and he said it was about $14, what you said, an, every time to fill it up. So day, pretty much daily or every other day? Uh, okay. So daily. So $14, it's like we were just figuring up here. If it's $14, and let's say it's, let's just say it's not every day. Let's say it's every other day. You factor that into a month of $14 added on every time you charge your electric vehicle onto your electric bill. This is what I was trying to get at before I went to commercial break. Your electric bill is going to be a lot larger than what it would normally be. So are you really saving at the pump going to an electrical vehicle? I would say no. I don't think it's going to save you at all. And if it does, you might break even. Which before, and I'm not trying to change topics here because I'm going to get right back into this. I have to give a warning to everybody because I'm becoming increasingly frustrated with what I keep hearing from people about the the radio ads and the commercial ads, the, the Blitz commercial ads. Now it's going on and I hear them on every radio station and I have people asking me if this is legit. It's not legit. I have looked into this. Matter of fact, I know two people here just in Marion County, Ohio, who signed up for this deal and it's not a deal. It's a ripoff. They're advertising free government funding for you to go solar free to have it installed in your house for free. And then the the government's going to pay you a, a basically another paycheck of $2,600, a stimulus check for having solar panels and a backup system that they're going to pay for, for free and install for free, put onto your home. It's a lie. They'll pay for that. But here's the lie in that you're responsible If anything happens to the equipment, why you have it. You're also put on a service contract, which means that even though it's free and it's a government program that Joe Biden and the Democrats have put out, it's really not free. Because at the end of the trial, again, you're in a contract for that equipment. If anything happens to it, you're responsible. Would you like to know what it costs just to change out a solar panel? Two grand a pop. And it depends also on the size of the solar panel and where they install it. Some of your vertical panels are even more expensive. Then after the contract for this deal is up, By the time it's up, you're going to have to replace the equipment because the solar panels are only good for about eight years and then they have to be changed out. It's kind of like if you look at the solar lights that people buy, doesn't matter if you buy the cheap ones or the real expensive ones. If you look at the box, what does it say? Within about three years time, they're no good. 
This is the same deal. I have talked to two people now that went in on this and they regret it. It's, it does save you money on your electric bill, but again, anything happens, you have a storm, it damages them, you're held responsible. You're held responsible for the repairs because you're under a service contract. So when they say there's no strings attached to this free government uh, plan for solar panels, it's a big crock of shit. Don't listen to it. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that are hearing about this. If you don't believe me, look into it yourself. Call them up. Have them come out to your house. They're going to explain this to you. I had to laugh today. I heard two of them counterdicting the other two ads about it's a lie and it's a scam. But call our company because we'll do it right. And it, it, we, we won't put you on it. Every one of them is on a, a plan. It's kind of like when Verizon about 10 years ago. Every time you bought a phone, you were on what? You're on a service contract. You're paying for the phone. If you had to take out insurance on the phone in case you broke the phone. Now, they don't do that anymore. You still got to pay for the phone if you buy a phone unless you pay it outright. But it's the same principle here with these solar panels. You're responsible for it. They don't have an insurance plan on it. You're responsible for it. You're under a contract. And I know lots of people that have had these installed on their roofs and they end up leaking. So I would disadvise if you're someone going, well, that's green new energy, that's good. No, it's not. Again, I'm going to repeat what the great Ronald Reagan said in one of his speeches many, many moons ago. And you have heard me say this before, and I will reiterate this again. If the government comes knocking at your door and they say, we're here to help you. Remember, this is a government program. Wink, wink, nod, nod. What did Ronald Reagan say? Run away. You don't want anything, anything that the federal government says, we're here to help. This is free. You don't want it. It's not. There are strings attached to it. Run far away. So that's my two cents. I'm sorry for getting off topic a little bit, but I, I, I just had to pass that on to my listeners. Now, getting back to this whole thing with electric vehicles. Then there was this other article. This was on, this was on Politico. And you can also find it on The Hill and on Fox. This was on the 25th. This was yesterday. Title is Marco Rubio escalates Pete Buttigieg feud. Says he works with Marxist misfits. I, I kind of thought this was comical. This is Senator Marco Rubio, Republican from Florida. Says escalated the feud with the Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg, on Sunday, saying that Buttigieg is working for an agenda of Marxist misfits. It says Buttigieg hit out a Rubio, at Rubio earlier on Sunday over the senator's opposition to qualify, or, or codify, I should say, gay marriage. Rubio fired back in a video on Twitter 
mocking the Biden administration official for telling Americans suffering under high gas prices to buy expensive electric vehicles. There you go. More on this electric vehicle price. So he says, uh, you've got, um, you got Rubio here. He says, we have a transportation secretary named Pete Buttigieg who believes that the highways can be racist, who believes that $5 a gallon for gas, which is killing workers and American workers here, is great. Is a great thing because it means people are going to drive less or because everyone is going to have to go out and buy a $65,000 electric vehicle with a Chinese battery in it. This is what Marco Rubio said. He says, I'm going to focus on what real problem is. How many times have I had to say this myself? What did I say was going to be the big kicker for November? I have told everybody this. It's not going to be transgenders. It ain't going to be gay marriage. It ain't going to be the, the, the abortion post Roe versus Way debate with, with people out there going, my body, my choice. It's going to be two key factors that's going to determine the outcome in November. And what have I told everybody? It doesn't matter what party, if you're a D or an R or an independent or whatever you want to name yourself. What have I said happens to the American public and people in general when their wallets get pinched? People will start eating their own parties because they don't care at this point. You're messing with someone's pocketbook money. It puts them in a pinch. The two key driving factors in November. First one, inflation and prices. And the next one, because it's getting even worse, national security, because of what's coming in and what we don't know what's coming in to the southern border. Those will be the two driving factors. And I know people is going, oh, oh, you mean the gun control? No, I don't mean gun control. I have told everyone that that is a freaking joke. I will say this again. In 50 years, what has gun legislation done in 50 years? Not a damn thing. It does not target the individual causing the problem. It does not target the criminal masterminds or the people that have mental issues. No, it targets law-abiding citizens, doubly you and I. So it's not going to be gun legislation. It's not even going to be at the top of the problems in this country. I'm telling you. Inflation. National security. That is what's going to drive the polls for the November elections. I guarantee it. Now, getting back to this article, Rubio continued calling the Democratic wing a Marxist of misfits with their agenda, which he quoted as modern slash not modern Democrats, as focusing on fake problems like gay marriage. Why am I reading this? Because he's absolutely correct. Again, he's correct on the issue with the, the gas problem. 
He's correct with the whole issue with electric vehicles are going to solve the problem. He's even correct here when he's sitting here saying that they're focusing on fake problems. Problems that are not at the top of the issues here in this country that we need to be focusing on. Gay marriage should be the last thing that we should be worrying about. I have nothing against people who want to marry somebody of the same sex. Whatever you do in your bedroom is, and on your own time, I don't need to know about it. It doesn't bother me. If you want to go, if a man wants to sleep with a man, so be it. If a woman wants to go sleep with another woman and have a relationship, so be it. I don't care. But it doesn't need to be, and it's not going to be the top agenda that's in this country. It's just not. He's absolutely correct on this. I just had to share that. I, everyone knows that I have been stating this since I started doing this show for almost, we're going on two years that I've been on now. And what have I been saying? We never focus. Congress never focuses on. And let me just say this. I'm going to put it as a Donald Trump quote. The swamp never focuses on the real problems. Which is why they hate Donald Trump. Which, by the way, you, everyone knows if they haven't heard, he is running again. I said this a week ago. When they cornered him, and he, his answer was, you should already know my answer with everything going on. He's hinting. You know, the only reason he has not come full-blown out and said that he's 100% running, everyone knows he is, is because of the issues going on with the January 6th fake committee. That's it. He's going to wait till it gets even closer. You're going to start seeing the, the big campaigns start moving even, even closer and even farther out. I guarantee it. Now, speaking of issues with the president or individuals running or potentially not running, if you don't know what I'm getting at, I'm getting at old Sleepy Joe here. The 2024 Democratic nominee running for president again, which his own party is throwing him overboard because they, they already know when, when they already start saying that they're going to have to have challengers for their own party, that's an indication that Joe is not going to be the ticket holder. There's no way he's going to be the ticket holder. Even in the Democratic Party, there's no way. So I, had to, I have to read this article here. This was from Newsmax. It was also on Fox. This was on the 20th here. It's been about six days ago, but I, I, I held on to this article. It says, Biden announces executive actions on climate crisis, focuses on extreme heat, boosting offshore wind. Now, I have to bring this up because it, it folds right back into what I was talking about with the gas prices. The electric vehicle fight, the green new garbage deal that's being pushed, and the pushback that you're seeing from the public. Because trust me, you are seeing pushback from this. 
It goes into what I was talking about, how the gas prices are magically falling. And I'm not talking four or five cents. I'm talking like 25 cents every other day. Now, I don't know about anybody else. This is why I was asking for people to take pictures. And I, I did get some sent to me. But this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is the blitz that the Democratic Party is trying to do to save face before the November election so that you will forget what they've done in this last four-year push to basically cripple the economy. They're hoping you to see them pushing gas prices down. You go, see, they're, they're working for you. But it's, it's too late. It's little too late. Yes, gas prices are coming down, but not everywhere. And this is, this is why I wanted people to post prices from what county you're in and what state. Because it's only key states that the prices are dropping. If this was a national push and we had upped supply for demand here, this would be across the board in gas price droppage. It's not. It's not. And I had to laugh about this article because this article talks about how Joe Biden announced on Wednesday that he's implementing a number of executive actions to focus on combating climate change. This is the same individual who's pushing the electric vehicle, all the incentives with it, this whole EPA push, which I don't understand how he's going to push executive orders as an emergency order and name climate change a national emergency because wasn't it here just last month that the supreme court just basically red taped and i mean red taped the epa so you know what's going i know you're you're over here charlie you're la you're, you're <laughs> nodding your head well they just saved the truck drivers a lot of money because now they can no longer have to run the def systems yeah the only state in the country that requires this is California, the rest of the country does not. Yeah, so here you go. You, you have someone who's, who knows the trucking industry right, very well. He's, he's talking about how they, they have changed it to where the DF systems in, in, in the semi-trucks, basically. Right. You, yeah. yeah. Well, they made it the way they don't. They're not required to have it. Yeah, you don't, they don't have to have it. Right, and the only that requires it is California. The rest of the states don't require it. But because of the way the country's going and the APA pushed it is why you can't even buy a new truck without it. Yeah. So now they're realizing that they have erected their grief. Uh, and that's what the Supreme Court was saying is you no longer can impose that on the people. Yeah. So see, there you go. Somebody else. See, this is what I like. Sometimes I have... It, it, rather people on the show or I, I have friends or guests or, or people that want to come down and see what I do uh, as I'm recording these shows or when I go live. Um, there you go. I have someone who's just a regular average American working Joe here. He's just 
he came over, good family friend of ours. He's, he's watching me go through all of this. He's giving his input. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. There is a pushback. The public is wising up. Not saying that he was blind. That's not what I'm saying. He's very well informed. He's actually talking to me about some things that I wasn't even aware of. But this is the, exactly what I'm talking about. People are waking up to this. People are seeing what's going on around the nation here. And two and two for them is not adding up. But I had to bring this up because, again, I, I don't see how his executive actions are going to work with climate change. Especially, like I said, since the EPA has had the red tape wrapped around them on several key issues. But I've seen this article, and I just, I, I had to bring it up. I mean, then it, it talks about here in this article, he's talking about extreme heat. They're wanting to put, excuse me, billions of dollars into offshore windmill systems. Now, windmill systems are fine. We have some of them here, especially in our county and in, throughout Ohio, on small levels. Some of them power some of the manufacturing facilities around here. Like we have three or four big turbine windmill systems out there for the War, uh, Whirlpool Corporation. But that's one building. That's, that's three or four huge windmill system for to power help power one facility yeah yeah and it's it's and you're right it's not even the full capacity of the facility do you know what it's going to take if he wants to put a windmill system even if it's off the shore coastline there probably out in california it's not going to do anything it's really not going to help the grid problem system it's going to waste my, it, it, it equates to me about like they did when we talked about the transportation issue. I talked about this here last year with California's bullet rail system, which was never built. And they spent billions of dollars on a system that they knew was flawed to begin with and wasted all that money. This is the same, same exodus here that I see for this project. So <clears throat> there you go. You have Joe Biden. You have the Democratic Party. They're trying to sell that they're bringing gas prices down. They're, they're trying to combat the energy problem. They're not doing anything. It's dead in the water. <clears throat> in the November elections, I'm, I'm telling everybody. <clears throat> I'm going to reiterate this again. Two main issues. You're talking about inflation as the head, and secondary will be national security. I can almost bet any amount of money on that. I'll, I'll, I'll bet doing the show that I'll, I'll stop if I'm wrong. I'm guaranteeing it. Those will be the top two driving factors for the November elections. Now, <clears throat> speaking of issues in the country, I got to bring this up because I said national security is going to be one of them <clears throat> if I don't lose my voice here. 
I got an article here. This one is this one's from Fox. I also found this on Yahoo News. This was dated the 21st. It says House Committee approves first assault weapons ban bill in decades. <clears throat> it says the House Judiciary Committee approved an assault weapons ban in, back in 2021 in a 25 to 18 vote following hours long markup. Well, now they're at it again because here Wednesday they moved a bill banning assault weapons forward, but it's unclear if the legislation has enough support to pass a floor vote or if it does to even make it to the Senate to survive. Why am I bringing this up? I said national security will be the secondary top issue for November. Gun control is not going to be part of that. This is what the Democratic Party is hoping is going to drive people in November because of the school shootings and the violence that's out on the streets right now. But it's backfired. Here's the reason why. Here's the rub. Do you know that over 78% of the violent issues that's going on in the nation are where? Blue states. Did everybody hear about the cops? I I believe, I got to remember this here. I don't have the article in front of me. I believe it was in New York. It was in a suburb of New York. I just read this here. It was about a week ago. The whole entire police force, I think it was in a a little town called Boulder, completely resigned. All of them. The reasoning is they got a new Democratic uh, mayor out there, or I, I guess in this city it's become a charter, so it's like an executive branch manager equal to what a mayor would be well she came in and basically tied the police force's hands behind their back well they said they're not having it so they quit and the other half of them resigned they're saying now for that whole area they said they may have two cops if that so if you look at the areas where all this violence is happening, this is the whole defund police movement. Well, this is it. It's in blue states. Now, there are some states that are red that are having crime issues, but not to the level that you're seeing in blue states. I had to bring this up because if you look at <clears throat> Jerry Nadler, some of the Dem- one of the Democrat chairmen, uh, House Judiciary Committee, he's there in New York. They're they're trying to ban what they consider is a a military-style weapon designed, what they said, to kill people. I talked about this a week ago. Here's the issue with that. Just because the the weapon, the gun itself, looks like it's something from the military, that doesn't mean that it is. The rub is... You have a difference between what's called a full auto and a semi-auto. And I've talked about this before. 
Now, I have to go to commercial break. When we come back, I'm going to fill everybody in if you haven't heard this already and give you the breakdown on this article. So stay with me. We'll be right back. When you are in need of drain and plumbing services, there's only one place, ladies and gentlemen, for local service that you can actually rely on. That is Dolan Drain and Plumbing Service. Located in Cardington, serving the Morrow County area, Dolan Drain and Plumbing offer quality service and customer satisfaction. With drain cleaning, camera inspections, and a full plumbing service, they offer a 24-7 emergency service for you and your family when the unexpected rears its ugly head. Billing is easy and affordable, and they offer a 10% off for services with cash payments. So if you are in need of a drain or a plumbing service issue, call Doolin and Plumbing Service. Area code 419-560-6807 and put your drain and plumbing services in their hands. You'll be thankful you did, folks. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Charles Nash from Political Theater. You know, I get to do a lot of local ads for small businesses and businesses that are just opening up here in Ohio. And out of all of them that I've done ads for, there's one that really stands out to me just because of the story behind it. And it's so touching. That would be Footprints and Wax. Now they are a fairly new small family business they are located between Galleon and Mount Gilead, Ohio. They create all-natural, hand-poured soy wax melts. All-natural, chemical-free face, body, hand, feet, and lip scrubs. Chemical-free products that help eliminate many dangerous toxins from entering the home and our bodies. They also create hand-painted, beautiful wooden ornaments for any occasion. The perfect gift for loved ones. And with the holidays just around the corner, who could pass up on their wide variety of gift baskets they have to offer? Pricing is reasonable and affordable. They provide a professional and speedy process while also trying to maintain the highest quality of products for their customers. Working hours are Monday through Sunday 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or on their webpage at www.footprintsandwax.com. Or you can call the owner, Missy Boggs, area code 419-569-1222 for further questions. And tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Thanks, folks. Time. A word we take for granted. As the years pass by, so does one's age. Families and loved ones share memories and moments. Many times, as loved ones pass on, they bequeath antiques from their past. 
that end up carrying on into the future through their loved ones. As antique items are handed down through generation to generation. Friends, if you're someone like me, antiques are a way to pass along one story onto the next generation. And maybe that's why my friends at the On the Square Antiques specialize in just that, antiques. Located in downtown Mount Gilead, Ohio, On the Square Antiques feature fine antiques, collectibles, furniture, grand millennial, granny chick, artwork, and very nice jewelry. Store hours are Wednesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Sunday, 12 to 4 p.m. They arrange payments very easily, and you can pick up at your own convenience or shipping options are available. For more information, check out their Facebook page on On The Square Antiques, or you can message them at onthesquareantiques at yahoo.com, or even by phone, area code 614-330-6322. And as they always say, happy antiquing. Friends, when it comes to big, costly concrete projects, rather for the residential, commercial, or just for decorative needs. You want a company that's reliable and professionally dependable. That's why for all of my concrete project needs, I contact the people at Pennington Concrete. Pennington Concrete is locally owned and an operated business. They specialize in residential, commercial, and decorative concretes. And they are a five-star rated business. So if you have any concrete projects and need help getting your concrete masterpiece off the ground, put the trowel tools down and call the professionals at Pennington Concrete. You'll save loads of time, money, and headaches. For more information, you can contact Pennington Concrete at 740-396-7620 or check out their Facebook page under Pennington Concrete and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. In today's juggle between family and work, it's hard to get out of the same old routine and into something new. When you do have time for an adventure or for a vacation, you want to find something that's new and magical for you and the family. May I suggest the Ohio Railway Museum in Worthington. Founded in 1948, the Ohio Railway Museum is one of the oldest railroad museums in America. The museum is designed to educate through a historical exploration of century-old rail evolution. Ohio Railway in Worthington offers a glimpse of railroading past through their exhibits, like static equipment displays of electric traction and steam. They also offer rides with both of their street cars and Pullman passenger cars. For the kids, for example. So come take your family on a visit through a historical journey of locomotion. The Ohio Railway Museum is located at 990 
uh, Proprietors Road in Worthington, Ohio. Open Sundays for the 2021 season from noon to 4 p.m. through the end of December, weather permitting. Regular pricing for adults is $9, children $7. Senior citizens and people with military personnel badges and IDs is $8. And as always, children under the age of three are free. You can ride as many times as you'd like on the ticket date as well. For more information, visit their website at www.ohiorailwaymuseum.org or you can go to Facebook or contact the museum directly at 614-885-7345 for more details for their seasonal events. And remember folks, it's a ride on a train of adventure and education. Don't miss out. into our third and final segment here of the show. I've got Corn here with Word Up. Another great classic music video here. So, going right back in to where we had left off, I was talking about the gun reform bill that the Democratic Party is, is pushing right now. Um, I had talked about how they, they're going to try to ban SALT-style weapons. And this is what I was trying to get at before I went to my last commercial timeout there. And I had talked about this here about two weeks ago. There is a difference in semi-auto or full auto. Currently, you can't go out and buy a full auto capacity weapon. And this is what the Democratic Party thinks is out there on the market right now. It's not. There is a difference. But none of the Democratic Party, and I'm not even going to say even them, you have Republicans that are in the same boat who do these bipartisan bills to try to, to ban assault rifle weapons. They have no idea what an assault rifle is. They have no idea the capacity which it, it can or cannot function at. And that there is a difference between what is sold in the store compared to what is a military-grade weapon. But they don't want to do the research in that. That would be too time-consuming. No, we just want to ban anything that looks like it could be used by military. But again, the, these bills and 50 years of gun legislation, none of these bills or amendments to bills, none of this legislation has worked. It has targeted 
you the gun-abiding citizen, not the criminal. And in this article here, this is what the Democrats say this is going to do. They said it's going to, this legislation will reduce violent crime or reduce the likelihood of mass shootings. But they also observed with the attacking law-abiding American Second Amendment liberties. They want to do away with the Second Amendment completely. Let's just get down to it. But I, I was reading this article. You had senators like Jim Jordan here in Ohio. Uh, he argued that the bill would take away upstanding gun owners' rights. I've been saying this. I've made this crystal clear. You had, uh, you had another senator here, which was Matt uh, G- uh, Gotts, if I can pronounce his last name right. Uh, they said they're, he said they're coming for your guns. Well, of course they are. Every time there is a shooting, every time there is something that happens that is gun-related violence, the Democratic Party is like a flock of seagulls. They swoop right in, right on the kill, to try to throw this whole, well, it's, 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 it's these assault weapons. Instead, we go right past the actual issue. We don't hold the individual who committed the crimes accountable. No, everybody must pay for someone else's crazy antics, crazy, bizarre motives. We have to pay taxpayers. We have to pay for it. Law-abiding citizens have to pay for it. And they think by doing away, you might as well just say, if they did away with all firearms, they, they still think, the Democratic Party, and I'm just going to say, even some of the Republican rhinos, would still think in their minds, well, we've, we've stopped crime. This will stop it right dead in its tracks. It won't. It'll go to something else. Look up how many violent cl- uh, crimes in the U.S. are not even gun-related. There's a lot out there which is knives. Are you going to outlaw knives next? It's just asinine how these senators automatically assume that the gun controls itself. How they automatically assume that just because a, a weapon looks like it is a military-style weapon, that it is, and it's not. So I just wanted to share this article. Like I said, uh, this has been on a lot of major news networks. Uh, and again, what's the, what is the strategy behind this? Again, the Democratic Party thinks that this is going to be one of the hot-button tickets for November for the midterm elections. It's not going to be. There was already a pullout on this, and... The, the gun legislation debate is nowhere near the tipping point for issues that the American public is concerned about. If anything, this has actually shot up sales nationwide. And then they wonder why, when they start doing this crazy cockamamie legislation, gun, gun sales go through the roof. Now... 
going into some some other articles here, because I, I have a couple more before I, I end tonight's segment. Did anybody catch the graphic videos that uh, Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz, put out um, detailing the, the narco slave trade that's going on in the southern border? Has anybody seen this? Uh, it... It's got a lot of heads turning if you if you watch the video. Um, it, it basically shows the drug trafficking going on with the cartels at the southern border, which there's no security at the southern border. And what we do have there, and I've talked about this extensively, uh, Joe Biden, his administration, has rolled back. So you have, we have terrorists coming across the border unchecked. We have drug lords coming across the, the, the border unchecked. We have human slavery coming across the border. And this is what Ted Cruz is, is trying to, to get at here. Um, so he put this, this video out uh, on Twitter here yesterday. It says, President Biden doesn't want Americans to know that he has been ignoring the narco slave trade taking place along the southern border. I'm going to go ahead and let everyone listen to this video. Here it is. These children come in in debt to vicious cartels thousands and thousands of dollars and the teenage boys work for the gangs in every city in america and the teenage girls experience a hell worse than that with far too many of them human trafficked into sex slavery joe biden and kamala harris are responsible for the worst plague of slavery in America since the Civil War. This is not compassionate. This is not humane. This is And that is the audio from the uh, Blitz ad, basically, showing the narco slave trade taking place along the southern border. And if you have not seen the video, I I will warn you, it's actually quite graphic. Um, there are a lot of uh, women, children, young men, it shows dead, lying in riverbanks, uh, skeletons laying out with their flesh basically baking out, in the sun down at the southern border now there was one video or image in this video of a woman and her infant uh, dead face first on the ground in what looked like a, a wallard mud hole and then they showed the this the actual you know narco slave trading you see people coming across young kids boys and girls and the individuals that they're with are not their parents. Their parents are not traveling in these caravans with them. They're slave traders. And this is what's coming across the southern border into the United States. 
Now, I give Senator Ted Cruz credit here, but he is not the first to call out Joe Biden, his administration on this. This was happening, believe it or not, this was happening even under Barack Hussein Obama. Not to this extent, but it was happening. This was another large reason why it forced Donald Trump's hand in trying to get the southern border constructed to stop the flow of illegal activities coming across our southern border. But again, you have Joe Biden and his administration who they see anything that, even if it was a positive, if it's got Donald Trump's name on it, they have to erase it from history. Security on the southern border is part of that. And he wonders why his administration has tanked. He wonders why his own party is beckoning him not to run for a second presidential term because they know they're going to lose their asses here in November. And I hate to be graphically um, and verbally outspoken here on this, but Ted Cruz is correct. The blood is on their hands because they refuse. They know the problems there. They see it. They hear it every day. They refuse to shut down the southern border. They refuse to, sh to slow or stop the drug trafficking, the sex trade cartels that are moving through there who are not in check of being stopped. We <laughs> He refuses to help the southern border to give them adequate funding to get control of the border or to give them assets to help secure it. Look at what Texas has done and what Governor Abbott has done. They had to call in the National Guard to try to help get this curved. And it's becoming an even bigger task even for the National Guard. Why? Because no, there's no federal backing from the Department of Defense or from Joe Biden to get the southern border secured. And, and the DOJ is not going to get involved. They're not going to help because for them, there is no problem. If you want to see this, this article, this was on, it's one of many. I had it on Newsmax. This was on Fox. It's um, Ted Cruz releases graphic video detailing narco slave trade at southern border. This is barbaric. You can also even go to uh, Twitter if, if you're someone who likes Twitter. Uh, you can look up Ted Cruz himself. The video is on there. I believe it's even on The Blaze. You can, you can find it there as well. It's, it's quite graphical, so I will warn everybody about the, the content that you will see. There's a warning on it before the video even starts, and it is graphic. Now, moving on, because I've got a couple more articles here. Um, I've got this article here from Joe Rogan and the Joe Rogan Experience. And now, if you have ever heard Joe Rogan in his podcast show, it's a great show. Uh, he's been under fire for some of the controversial, well, at least they claim it's controversial, 
topics that he chooses to talk about. We know he had on many doctors who basically called out the um, the shot, or as some people still want to call it, the vaccine. He had people on for that, for COVID, saying that the vaccines were not safe, that they really didn't do anything. Look at the look at the censorship that they tried to do to him on Spotify, to Joe Rogan. Now, folks, I am on Anchor here. I'm on Spotify here. This is my home as well. And I have said this before. I told, I said the same thing. I said the same thing when the attack came on Joe Rogan. Don't back down from these people. Don't even give them an inch because they'll take three miles and they'll just keep going with it. Well, Joe Rogan came out here yesterday on the 26th of July. I had to, <clears throat> I had, to, I did a double take when I when I seen all this, but it didn't surprise me. Now I am not on TikTok. I have never been on TikTok. I will not be on TikTok. I kind of watch how many social media outlet apps that I actually get involved with. I really do. I don't trust any of them. But I, I really do not trust TikTok. I never have because. It was created, it was marketed, and it targets individual people from around the world in different countries under a China development scheme. There is a disclosure. If you make a TikTok account, it basically comes out and tells you, and right there in bold lettering, that if you create an account, you agree to TikTok being able to track all of your movement, all of your social media postings. And that doesn't mean just TikTok. It means everything. You're signing over your personal liberties and rights to the communist China regime. They own TikTok. The company that is owned through that is ran by communist China. I'm going to read this. So here's the article here. It says, Joe Rogan slams TikTok. It ends with China having all of your data. And it's true. Nobody wants to talk about this. Remember when Donald Trump wanted to ban and tried to ban TikTok? This is the reasoning why. You even have national security coming out and saying that Yes, indeed, this is a problem. They've known this to be a problem since the get-go. When I have other people like Joe Rogan come out and saying this. So I'm going to read this here. This is Joe Rogan expressed concerns on Tuesday that TikTok, one of the most used social media apps in the world, poses a unique threat to Americans' data privacy and safety. It says TikTok is owned by Bytradens, a Chinese company, Chinese civil military fusion policy, and the 2017 national intelligence laws requires private businesses in China to share information and data at the request of the Chinese government. Now, Joe Rogan said, I read TikTok's terms of service. 
and went down TikTok rabbit hole yesterday. He said, this is crazy. This is what he said in his last episode. He said, is it good or bad? He said, injuncted as guests are. He said, podcasters and comedian uh, Theo Vaughn said that basically here, he said, listen to this. He said, this is another individual talking about this. He said, listen to this. He said, this is a form, TikTok, this is from TikTok's own privacy policy form. Uh, he told Rogan, and Rogan and him was talking about this. He said, we collect certain information about data you use to access the platform, such as your IP address, user region. He said, this is really crazy. He says the user agent, mobile carrier, time zone settings, identifiers for advertising purposes. This is the model of your device, the device system, network type, device IPs, IDs. He says your screen resolution, your operating system, app and file names and types. This is, this is all the stuff that, that TikTok is taking from you that you're not even maybe not even be aware of. He said, so all of your apps, all your file names, all the things that you have filed away on your phone or computer, they have access to that. File names and types, keystrokes, patterns, and rhythms. So they're monitoring your keystrokes, which means they know every effing thing you type, Rogan added. Folks, he's not incorrect here. He is not incorrect here. This is all right there in their, their, their policy under the TikTok platform. Now, why am I bringing this up to everybody? I know people say, well, they do that on Facebook. And you're absolutely correct. You are absolutely correct. But there is a difference between TikTok and Facebook. While, yes, Facebook and Amazon and them do collect your data strokes, they do not have the access capabilities, or at least they're not supposed to, to the files on your phone unless you give them privilege. Where TikTok, if you agree to use their service, you're automatically rendering your files and information. You're automatically rendering and submitting that to them for approval. So Joe Rogan is correct here. There is a severe privacy and data concern here that is being stripped away from you and you may not even know it. So if you're a TikTok user, you may want to think again before you use this service. And if you are using this service, well, you may want to sever a connection and go to something else. Just my two cents. I wanted to bring up this article. I read that here yesterday. And um, that's actually pretty disturbing. Now, my last two articles kind of tie into each other here. I have one here from Newsmax, one from Politico, another from The Hill. I've got one from Fox News and another one from MSNBC, but they all tie into the same category here. And that is the January 6th. Democratic One-Sided Committee. You know, the clown show that's going on, reviewing, basically coming out and saying Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, 
is responsible for the January 6th insurrection on the Capitol building. So, <clears throat> I'm going to read the first one here. And I think this one is what I was talking about earlier at the beginning of the show. Uh, Charlie was sitting here with me. Uh, he's, he's left now, but uh, like I said, I have guests that come on or, or people just come down to see me in, in action in the studio here. But you have Donald Trump really has said he's going to run, but he hasn't formally come out and said it. He's hinted at it many times. It's like I've said, he's going to wait. And it's because of this. They are so scared, the Democratic Party. You have people in Congress that are so scared that he's going to run and win it. The plan is for the January 6th, 6th committee, it is, how do I put this? It is to try to keep Donald Trump at bay from running. Because they're basically putting this out in front of him. If you try to run for presidency again, we'll try to prosecute you. Now, everything that the January 6th committee have, has shown is just opinions. There's no facts. There's no documentation to support the um, conclusions in which, the one-sided conclusions in which they're trying to reach. They don't want to give actual uh, footage or data from different perspectives. They only want to throw it at, this is Donald Trump's problem. He caused this. You even have A.G. Garland. <clears throat> he's refusing to rule out in this article here. It says he's refusing to prosecute or to rule out prosecuting former President Donald Trump. It says uh, Attorney General um, Garland did not rule out the possibility of prosecuting former President Trump for the events of January 6, 2021. Uh, Garland sat down with NBC Nightly News host Lester Holt for an exclusive interview to discuss the ongoing federal investigation into the riots, rioters, who stormed the U.S. Capitol building that day. He said he asked if indicting a former president would create further division of the country. Garland said the U.S. Justice Department will pursue justice without fear or favor. He didn't come out and say he was going to do anything, but see how they're see how they're putting the old hook out there with 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 the bait. It's basically to try to ploy and scare Donald Trump from not running. I have said this before, and I'll say it again. If Donald Trump does not run for presidency and goes quietly into the night as a one-term president, and he says tomorrow, I'm not running, I'm done with, with politics, what do you want to bet all of this would go away? We wouldn't hear any more about this January 6th business. You wouldn't even hear any more about Donald Trump. On the political grand stage, you wouldn't hear anything anymore. This is to keep him at bay. This is all this is. Then I've got this other article here that ties in with this. This was on Newsmax. This was, um, this was, this came out the 19th. It was about a week, week and a half ago, but I've, I've held on to it. 
You had Alan uh, Deutschwisch from Newsmax. He said, I've never seen anything like the January 6th panel. And this is what he said. He says, the constitutional law expert, says Alan Deutschwisch here, told Newsmax on Tuesday that the January 6th committee does not want the, the public to hear the other side of the narrative. If it is presenting or pursuing anything during prime time. He said, that's why you didn't permit any cross-examinations, any uh, confrontation, any due process, anything resembling fairness, said Deutsch, uh, Deutsch uh, He said this on the record with Greta Van uh, Cistern. He said, I, I just don't remember any committee ever like this. He said, I've been watching the committees now for the last 65 years. He said, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, he said, and, and I'm on their side generally, saying he's usually on these, the committee hearings sides. He said, this is what I see the truth coming out about the January 6th panel. He's basically, if you go through this article, I'm, I'm not going to go through all of it. He comes out and basically says that this, this is a one-sided pony show. And again, it's a scare tactic to try to stop Donald Trump from running for president again. This is all it is. So it's not just my opinion, but you have professional opinions here. You have someone here who's been through this for 65 years for these, these hearings. And you have Alan Deutschwisch saying he, he can't support this one-sided uh, dog and pony show. Well, that is the news for tonight. I will be back at the end of this week, most likely on Sunday. I would like to thank all of my Think Local for sponsors. Again, if you would like free advertisement, if you would like to talk to me about an issue, there are three ways to get a hold of me. You can call me, telephone number 740-802-7936, or you can find me on Facebook at Charles Nash Political Theater. Or by email at politicaltheater114 at gmail.com. Drop us a message here anytime. So that's going to wrap up tonight's show. I want to thank all of my continuing listeners. And if you're new, please come back and listen some more. So that is tonight's show. Again, I thank you for tuning in. And I will see everybody at the end of the week. Good night, folks.